we got Broken to the World, a bonus episode this week. Uh, no Peter Cards. Along in Las Vegas, Seth Nyman in the studio, and we'll just uh, kind of review a couple of things and uh, update you on my time in camp so far, you know? Yes, sir. So, so what do you think, Seth? Uh, what do you think of Bruno Garcia? For all you were there, too. What do you think of the performance? I, you know, I, I was looking at Twitter, and, and I, you know, I've talked to you and been with you around long enough. We've talked about Broner. It's just, and Mikey's great. Not taking anything away from Mikey. I think he's a great fighter. He's, you know, like he said, his timing is great. But you see, you see flashes of brilliance with Broner. He just, just it's frustrating that he just can't sustain yeah. it or, or or deliver it over a twelve round yeah. fight. Well, that's the thing. I mean, uh, I think Adrian's always been a guy who fights in spots. Uh, even when he looks good, he's fighting spots. It's just you don't catch it because the guys he's beating, they don't make him pay for the spots where he's resting. They're, they're only, you only see the spots where he's working. But uh, I think the kind of the catch out of the day with AB in the fact that he only likes to fight in spots, so he, the trick is to make him fight in the spots where he doesn't want to fight, in the spots where he's trying to rest. And um, it was something that I tried to do when I fought him. Um, it's something that I think has been catching on, really. And I think that was what the real consistent thing about Mike Garcia was that exactly that word, the consistency of Garcia's attack, of Garcia's fight plan. It was very consistent, and it, it didn't allow Broner many spots to kind of rest. You know, he, was, he had to work, and, and Broner a lot of times wants to work, and wants to follow it up as he chooses, where sometimes he'll follow it up, and sometimes he wants to rest. Well, Mikey didn't give him that benefit of the doubt. You know, even at the moments where Broner did good, Mikey was always ready to answer if, if Broner wasn't ready to follow up. You know, so, so it's, it's a fatigue thing. I mean, it could also be a, uh, a mental thing. There, you know, it could be a lot of things, but uh, I, I really didn't think AB was bad. I just thought it was just Mikey was so good. You know, I thought, I thought AB came sharp. He came ready to fight. It's just... You know, it's the normal AB. It's the AB you're always going to get, and that's the one that fights in spots. I mean, there is no other AB that exists. You know, so so I think, uh, you know, considering all that, all that, he was actually sharp. He was just, he wasn't uh, uh, consistent enough, and therefore Mikey was really good as well. You know, I mean, it wasn't just about Mike's consistency. I thought Mike was very creative. I thought Mikey showed us some, some good stuff, being able to box on the back foot a lot of times. Uh, obviously, when he came forward, very creative. And variations of combinations of punch selection was very very creative as well. Uh, the way he was using that hook, both upstairs and downstairs, uh, changing ranges and distances, little feints. Uh, and like I said, even his ability to box going backwards at times. You know, Mikey is so underrated as a boxer. He's so fundamentally sound. He has that Mexican-American look to him, even even with his hands, like a Marquez, like a Mexican style, with his hands greatly positioned. But he's actually a guy that can do so much more than just box fundamentally sound. You know, he's a fundamentally sound boxer with a great position. I mean, do you notice that, the little side steps he makes when he's fighting? I mean, the little side steps creating new angles. There's such It's such a little nuance that you almost don't catch it. The, the little side steps that he's making, the little pivots, that allow him to follow up or to allow, allow him to continue with his combination from a different angle. It's so beautiful to watch. You have to actually understand it to really appreciate it. You know, to be able to punch in a combination and then have your balance about you in a way where you can switch around, step around, spin around, and continue another combination on the perfect balance again, the perfect hand positioning again. I mean, it'll, it's enough to drive an opponent crazy because he feels like he's not going to get away and he feels like he doesn't know where you're coming from and he feels like he can't get you out of position and make you pay for anything because a guy with boner speed, all he needs you to do is be out of position here and there and he'll punch right in between you, you know? Mikey's position was so good that he just never allowed Bron that kind of daylight. Uh, yeah, I like to go back and watch fights after I talk to you so I know what to look for. Um, and 
so Mikey's just he's just like a natural naturally gifted fighter and he's a smart fighter it seems like he has a plan he knows what he wants to do when he goes in there yeah he, he's gifted but he's also very well schooled I mean you can tell the fundamentals Mikey has you know those don't, 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 don't just come to you you know those are those are very well taught. Those are very well schooled. I mean, the Garcia's obviously have something going on over there. You know where they're doing well because he has such a proper fundamental style that that's not that's not just intelligence or athleticism. That's that's actually teaching. You know, like his hands are in great position. His balance is always great. He he turns the right amount of weight on his shots. He's fainting. It's just very very well. He's just a very very well schooled fighter, and he's been a great student of the game. For him to be able to fight in the way he does and, and execute the things he does in the way he does them, you know. So, so uh, I mean, real props. I mean, yes, he's gifted. Obviously, he can't do this without being gifted. But he's also so well-schooled that it makes the dynamite even tougher to deal with. And if it was up to you, Paulie, what would you like to see? Where, where does Mikey go from here? If, if, if you can call a fight, if you say, I'd like to see Mikey fight who, who would it be? I think Mikey can beat a lot of 140 pounders, but I wouldn't consider him a 140 pound fighter. I'd like to see him go down to 135, maybe defend the title, try to get some unification, try to get some big fights at 135, and then come up to 140. You know, I saw a guy. Uh, I saw a guy that people tend to forget about over Barclay Center that night. Uh, Richard Comey was in, in, in the arena. You know, Richard Comey has been the victim of two very tough decisions against uh, Robert Easter and Ben Shapkov in Russia. You know, where Tommy is a, a high-level fighter who really comes to fight. I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing a Garcia versus Tommy fight at lightweight, um, you know, in, in the States. You know, it'd be, it'd be real something, something really exciting to, to, to watch. Um, also, uh, you know, you have Linares fighting Campbell coming up to the number 23rd. You know, maybe Mikey can grab the winner of that fight. I don't think everybody, anybody, I don't think anybody aside maybe from Kami is going to be jumping at the, chomping at the bit to fight Mikey. I really don't think so. Kami's the kind of guy that'll fight anybody. I mean, like I said, he went to Russia to fight Chapel. He went to Ohio to fight Easter. He doesn't care. He's just a hungry fighter who wants to be champion and he's, a, he's fun to watch. And he's, and he's a gritty fighter. He's a good fighter. I mean, that's a nice fight. But aside from Kami, I don't see anybody really chomping at the bit to to uh, fight Garcia. Why is that? Because they all have something to lose. You know, uh, Lenares is a big name. If Campbell beats Lenares, Campbell might want to stay in England and, uh, and you know, build up his name. He's an old big old medalist and now he's a world champion if he, if he does beat Lenares. Tommy's the kind of guy, he still has, he still has everything in the game because I mean, he's come up short of two close decisions. The Shabakov fight, he probably should have won. The Easter fight, he, he could have won, but it was close. Uh, you know, he's got nothing to lose. He, he's the kind of guy who will go for it. Um, and then uh, I'm sure that, you know, there's a couple other lightweight, you know, Flanagan, I don't know what Flanagan's going to do. You know, he's a Frank Warren fighter. Frank Warren tends to, you know, not use, not use his, uh, not, not really get the most out of his fighters. Uh, he tends to, tend, he tends to actually make them into opponents for bigger name fighters. So the possibility of a Flanagan fight might be there because Warren may not know what to do with Flanagan, the WBO champion. Although if I was Warren, I would just make Flanagan against Crawler and making an all English showdown, you know. If, but, if Mike has uh, trouble but, getting but fights, it's a possibility. But it's a possibility because Warren loves to feed his guys. You know, he fed, he fed uh, Smith out to Canelo uh, last year. Uh, he was ready to do the same thing to Billy Joe Saunders with Golovkin. Uh, just just to, just toss him a bone, uh, toss Golovkin a bone, and you know, basically the, the kind of moral he just wanted. To, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say selling you out because I guess you're going to make some money in those kind of fights. But he's not looking to build into any stars. You know what I'm saying? Warren is done building, trying to build stars. He's just trying to get the most money out of any fighter he can or any, any money. So instead of building a fighter under some certain amount of defenses, he'll look for the biggest name out there and see that his fighter to him. Now, Flanagan has made a couple of defenses. So the fight with him and Garcia, 
by even Warren standards, could easily be made. And I think uh, it's a possibility. All right. Um, I think we covered that fight pretty well. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, since you pointed them out to me, I've been watching the Charlos, and uh, I know Jamal's opponent was came in injured, and you know, it was definitely hampered him. But I still, I still was very impressed with Jamal, and I'd love to hear what you had to say about it. Yeah, Jamal is always a guy who's another guy. We talk about position and his position. He's always great. He's got these little half steps. Even the way he makes you miss is just just barely out of range, so that he can make you pay when he says back in range. You know, uh, very well schooled, and you need a, a real amount of a, a high level of calmness fight this way to where offense is flying your way and it's flying your way and it's missing you just barely and you're, it's constantly in your orbit that that dangerous offense is constantly in your orbit but you're calm enough to kind of stay in that orbit and make a guy miss by just very barely and then make him pay i mean the athleticism charlo has to where he can convert defense to offense and offensive defense is really something special to watch beautiful to watch and also he's got a terrific jab I mean, he doesn't care if you're a southpaw or right hand I mean he can he can jab your life away and he can control the fight to the tempo with the jab now the shame about Highland is Highland's actually a tough guy I mean Highland stopped Matt Mackling Highland has, has been a, a you know he's one of the rugged South Americans it's just the injury he came in with and people are going to criticize Highland they're going to say oh well why did he go into the fight with an injury you don't understand people's financial situation sometimes Highland, this for Highland, this is a career high payday. We'll get Charlo. You know, uh, it's it, for him. He's thinking it might be the only chance I ever get. You know, and now I'm injured. I can't afford to pull out because if I pull out, they, gotta, they might toss me to the back of the line because I'm not with a big name promoter. I'm not with a big name team to where okay, let me just pull out and I'll get my another opportunity in a few months. You know, so Highland tried to do what he could. I mean, personally, me, I think the New York Commission is retarded, and I'll let him keep the tape on with me. I don't see how having any kind of brace or tape around a knee or will do anything to, to give a fighter an advantage. I mean, sometimes I think these commissions, it's like a pissing contest for them. They just look to just create rules or make up shit just so they can say they did it, just so they can say they, they created that rule. It's the biggest moronic thing out there. I mean, there was nothing that was going to give Highlands any kind of advantage for having a brace on his knee or, or, or even tape on his knee. It's like I saying mean, uh, baseball players shouldn't wear elbow pads. You know, I mean, to, to protect themselves from wear, being hit. Did they, not, did they not let Martinez wear a knee brace against Cotto? Did they not let Yuri Foreman wear a knee brace against Cotto? Um, That's right. I'm not even, I think they did, but, but regardless, like, bro, like, what are you doing? You know, like, what, what difference does it make? It's not like he's shooting kicks or knees where he's like, oh, you know, you give right. him an advantage, keep him healthy, you know, his legs. Like, all the guy needs his legs to do is, is, is keep him up. You know, like, it's not giving him any sort of advantage to keep his knee teeth. I just thought it was the most ridiculous thing I saw. I mean, they make themselves look ridiculous because he obviously passed the medical. So he, he got by all their doctors right. and nobody caught the knee injury. So then they make themselves look even stupider now by not letting him keep the tape on his knee. And so now he clearly is injured coming into the fight and he's hobbling from round one. So so you only made yourself look dumb. So whatever, whatever genius in, in the commission thought he made himself look good, he actually made himself look stupider. You know I mean? Because now it's accentuated the fact that you let this guy get through all your medical standards procedures with an injury how do you get by you right. know what i'm saying when as opposed to if you were to just let him take the knee man i mean it would have stabilized it at least for a, a part of the fight to where it would have made the fight at least fun to watch for a little bit because highland comes to fight i don't know if highland would have been up to be charlo charlo is something special but highland comes to fight and i would have liked to see some of that character in the fight i mean he showed character just trying to stay up as much as he could on that hobbling leg very tough but, uh, guy you could see even even you could just tell how tough he was yes yeah. So it's, so it's not it's not fair, I, and I, I and I really don't like 
when people uh, take advantage of, of, of fighters just to create their own fucking stupid brand, their name, you know, like create a rule off this guy, you know what I mean? Let's, let's, create, let's make an example of this guy. Like, you guys work so hard at camp. That's bullshit to, to treat them this way. Lack of respect know? for the fighters, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, now Alan's going to go home. His one, his one American appearance is, 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 is totally shoddy. People are going to think about him and think, like, oh, yeah, that guy can't fight. Meantime, Highland's a rough guy. He's a guy who comes to fight. He's, he doesn't, he, doesn't he, he, he makes no bones about it, you know? And, and I would have liked to see him try to um, have been given a better opportunity. Do you think, uh, you know, it was a title eliminator. Do you think Charlo's ready for that winner of the Triple G Canelo fight, or do you think he should take another fight? Um, I think, I think Charlo's better than Canelo right now. Um, I think Charlo is actually better than both of them, but I but I think Golovkin has enough fundamentals and power to where he, it's very dangerous type of Charlo, and Golovkin's probably favored. But Charlo is uh, is ready for you to fight. It's just uh, no matter will he win or not, you know. Uh, and that'll be the interesting thing. But, uh, I, I think Charlo is uh, something special to watch him and his brother. Uh, very uh, again another another guy with great fundamentals, but he brings more athleticism into the picture. He's been mixed up, explosive. Uh, Stepping in and out, explosive offense comes from some. He, he can turn it. He's the kind of guy who can turn nothing into something real fast because of the explosive. That first step is so explosive and it's so great when you have that those young legs. When you have those those young those legs you have in your in your mid twenties, you know when you have that explosive first step, especially when you got a great jab. And I can remember feeling this when I was younger. You know, when I had a, a jab where I had it, that, that explosive first step with that jab that cuts like a razor. You know, and 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 enters in the punching range so smoothly. And Charlo has that right now because he, had a, he has those young legs and those explosiveness in his legs. And uh, I think he'll be fun to watch for some time. And they seem to be getting better with every fight. And the confidence and just like they seem to improve with every fight. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and it comes with the passion and loving what you do. And I think that, that clearly shows that they, you know, Jamal loves what he does and they love what they do. It's a great time in your life when you're, when you're able to be the top of the ladder and, and enjoy it and, um, and, you know, make money and... Um, also, uh, continue to get better and get, you get better at what you love doing. And, you know, we had Jamal on the show uh, quite uh, after his last fight, uh, previous fight with Julian Williams, and he, and that showed he, he talked about what a student of the game he is. So he's definitely yeah, one of the exactly. good guys to root for in boxing. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he, you could tell he's a student of the game. He's very creative um, uh, with his selection as well. Uh, a little bit more athletic than Mikey. Mikey's more fundamentally sound, but but can go both ways. Jamal is more athletic. But his fundamentals aren't bad. I mean, his hand positioning is great, um, especially on his counters on the inside. Like, he, his brother's the same thing, too. Uh, I mean, his brother with the knockout of Charles Tavley. The hand positioning was what made that knockout, you know. So yeah, and those, he and does and it very well schooled, very well taught. Yeah, and both winners of Saturday night are, are just really fun to watch. Yeah, exactly. Fun to watch, and I think they'll be here for a while. All right, so uh, you're in Vegas, so maybe you want to talk about, you know, what's going on there? You, you playing craps? What are you doing? Yeah, yeah, we're, uh, well, no, no craps here. You know, <laughs> we, were, uh, we had uh, 12 rounds of sparring last night. Um, it's good work, hard work, real hard work, actually, 12 rounds. Um, I actually wasn't too thrilled that they wanted me to go 12 rounds 24 hours after going and getting off a cross-country flight, especially when I had worked all last week. So I, was, I wasn't thrilled at first. I kind of came in last night in the gym last night with a bit of a chip on my shoulder. And talking a lot of shit, and, uh, and honestly, the, the sparring got intense, got heated. Um, we went 12 hard rounds, um, uh, and uh, you know, I, I, I think I made my point. I'll say that I think I made my point last night. Like, you know, go fuck with me. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm here to help. I'm here to I'm here to to do the best I can for you guys. Um, 
don't try to take advantage of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't, don't, don't try to make like you're running out of two time goal champion out of your camp or not. So I, I went with a bit of a trip on my shoulder last night. And uh, we definitely, definitely went 12 hard rounds. And that's the, well, that's the kind of work that's the kind of work he needs to get ready for this fight. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. I mean, was, and uh, how do you feel? I mean, you know, because obviously I'm you, sore. you're sore. <laughs> I'm twelve rounds with anybody get you sore, right? Yeah, but you know, you retired in March, and now you're you're back. You know, you probably didn't think when you retired uh, that you'd be back in the ring sparring like this that so yeah, soon. So yeah, yeah. And honestly, I questioned uh, I questioned whether. Um, whether I could go 12 last night, you know, I, I remember like the first five rounds with like back and forth action, and I was telling myself, man, I don't know if I'm not making shape enough to go 12 yet, you know, but then like we got to like round six, and he started fading, so I started really like, really trying to, trying to dig in there, you know, and then I said, you know what, I'm going to stay in here, I, I got a point to make tonight, and um, I managed to last till about 12, but then 11 and 12, he came back and turned on me back, you know, like I, I kind of just totally gassed out in 11 and 12, so, so we return the favors to each other, so to speak. Oh, good. So it, I think the, I think the point was made. What's uh? Um, the mutual respect. But. Good. And what's uh? What's next for you out there? Are you when are you guys going again? Um, I don't know yet. You know, I'll, I'll find out. You know, I'll um, you know, whenever they need me, they they they're gonna use me again this week. I'm sure maybe later in the week or whatnot. We'll see. Are there any other spots? Part, part of every two days, but I don't think we want him sparring like that every two days. Right. Right. Is there any, uh, are, there, are there any other sparring partners out there that you know? Yeah, yeah. There's uh, an amateur kid named Kieran Bradley, uh, who's a good amateur kid from uh, Ireland, an international amateur fighter. Um, there's Deshaun Johnson, who's a sort of journeyman uh, professional fighter, who's uh, been in with a lot of guys and plays tough, plays for sparring. And then there's two MMA guys that kind of just throws on the end and smacks on the end. Um, one's named Arden, and one's named Franz. You know, they're not really boxers, so. Right. So they're they're okay with their stand up but a lot of times they just fill out the uh, rounds for him and he'll throw them in on the end. But last night it was just me and him for twelve rounds and it was, uh, it was good work hard work was Awesome. Um one other question for you. What are you doing with your uh, downtime out in Vegas? Um, no, I'm just resting. I mean yeah. the guy was out in the middle of nowhere and there's a house they rented for the sparring partners, so uh, not doing much. I think today I might go see like T M Z or something uh, TMZ because I'm gonna go meet with some of Hammond's people. And boxing people are here in you know, Vegas. I might go to lunch with the team, you know, uh, just to fill out the time, you know, because, uh, I don't know, it gets a little boring here, but I, don't, I also don't want to go too crazy anymore. Right. When you're back, when you're back uh, East Coast? Uh, probably not till after a fight. I, mean, I think they want me to stay. Uh, wow. To a fight week. I mean, if I see it till fight week, uh, I would have to just transfer over to the casino because I would work with Sky and it's, uh, now it's showtime. So if they don't need me, if they need me here until fight week, and then he will fight week once I leave the camp. And he's not sparring fight week, obviously. Right. Once I leave the camp, I will probably just head right to see him. So. All right, so, so we'll uh, we'll get Pete in here. Trip. We'll get Pete in here, and we'll get you on the phone when it works for you. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it sounds good. And, uh, you know, it was uh, definitely, it's, it's going to be a, a long month here in Vegas, but it'll, it'll be fun. It's been, it, it was fun last night. I got I to gotta admit, a lot of shit talking last night. And I had a bit of a chip on my shoulder. He was a bit of a chip on his shoulder. But I think we both needed that. I think we came out of that last night with a lot more respect for each other. You know, a lot more. We, we, I, I was, I mean, Seth, I, you know, I was really pissed off about the They told me about two twelve months. I was really pissed off. You know, because I show up last night and being a white in the gym, runs over Tito's in the gym. They body Gordon Ramsay. Like, like I felt like I got set up. You know what I'm saying? So I had a real chip on my shoulder last night. You know, but I think we both came out last night with a bit more respect for each other. 
Well, that's a good thing, man. Um, yeah, thanks for checking in. Uh, we look forward to talking to you as as you're out there. And uh, yeah, that's great, man. I'm good, man. So I'll continue to keep everybody posted the uh, best I can uh, without giving up too much. But uh, I look forward to being into uh, doing your work here, man. It's hell you what, it's hot, man. It's <laughs> hot. I do miss New York in the summer. The New York summer is the best. I miss, I, I miss being home. And I know I'm going to miss being home this month, but, but uh, it's going to be worth it. It's, 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 it's going to be an, an experience here. So you're going to come back, you're going to be like a fighting weight. You'll be like 160 when you come back. <laughs> yeah, we're not fighting for me. I think that's what I said after sparring last night, too. I said, I think it's kind of sparring. You know, a lot of times, like the other guys like told me, wow, man, like you look good. Doesn't that give you the age to come back and fight again? And I'm like, nah, actually, it does the opposite. Like, <laughs> if it works like this, it reminds me why I don't want to box <laughs> anymore. Well, I'm glad to hear that, man, because, uh, <laughs> you know, you got a lot more going on. I think you, mm-hmm. you, you've done enough. You have nothing left to prove in the ring. <laughs> exactly. All right, but, uh, man. All right, so good. Good. Uh, we got this little show banged out. Hopefully, everybody enjoys it, and and, uh, and you know, uh, hopefully, we can give you guys a, a bigger show, a better show next week. Uh, it was Peter Fuzz, my friends. Yes, sir. All right, guys. Thanks, man. Right. See ya.